You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When the red light goes... Take two. When the red light goes off, we're just getting started. This is Off Air with Chris Thomas and Mike Conti. Giving you a look behind the scenes of Atlanta's top sports station. As we take you through the top stories of the week from the world of sports and entertainment. Welcome to Off Air. All right. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. On in to the latest episode of the Off Air Podcast. I am Chris Thomas, joined this week by a special guest. He makes his second appearance on the program, one Dylan Matthews. Dylan, how are you, sir? How are the holidays? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for asking. The holidays were good. I'm actually rounding out my uh, holiday travels today as I'm actually still in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, and I will be traveling back soon after I actually finish this podcast. So thank you for having me and thank you for allowing me to round out my holidays with uh, you, Mr. Chris Thomas. How were yours? Well, you you I, have a good one? Yeah, Did Santa was, bring you everything you wanted? It was great. We were uh, we were out in Canton with the family friends where I will once again be this weekend as my dad comes up to celebrate his 60th birthday. So we are looking forward to that little New Year's Eve birthday combo, Selly. Okay. So we are, uh, we're going to get into it a little bit. I'm about to say, I know that's going to be lit. Yeah, we're excited. (laughs) We got a whole big thing planned, so we'll be getting into it. But um, we also need to get into what is a very big week to round out the new year here at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, So, Dylan, my question to you is, as a fellow producer here, yes, we got a we we had some double duty to run this weekend because we had to make yeah. make sure we paid appropriate attention to the family and to the loved ones, and you know made time for presents and food and all that good stuff. But there was also a damn load of sports this weekend too that we needed to stay on top of. So, what was your strategy of making sure you uh, were able to live the both best of both worlds this weekend? Well, I'm actually a little bit spoiled, Chris, because, excuse me, luckily, my girlfriend, Simone, and really her entire family, basically, they actually are all pretty good sports lovers. Um, Her mom is a Steelers fan. My girlfriend is a Eagles fan. Um, And, you know, the rest of her family, they they enjoy watching sports, too. They don't mind, you know, having sports on. So um, I got to pretty much intake all of the sports that I needed to take in. Um, and still was able to connect with everybody. We kind of made our fellowship around sports at times, but but there were times when you know uh, some some not so big games or you know some kind of dry games were on. That's when we you know we we did something else. We maybe played a game or just you know kicked it with each other, ate, um, you know, chilled out, those kind of things. So I was a, I was luckily uh, I was able to get the best of both worlds and you know not not miss a beat. Now, unfortunately. We have something that's been a reoccurring theme on our Mm -hmm. radio station to talk about this week, and that Mm -hmm. is more conversation about the Falcons quarterback. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because it was another another L, Dylan. They're Mm -hmm. eliminated from the playoffs. Ritter looked okay. He was all right. 
He didn't do anything great nor awful. Um, continues to sort of look the same as Mariota in terms of the way the offense is operating and the way that things are going on the field. So what do you what are you doing as a producer this week to get your hosts ready to have this conversation again about the future of the Atlanta quarterback situation? Are we drafting a guy? Are we sticking with Ritter? Is four games enough? I feel like we've been uh, doing this dance quite a bit. Well, to me, four games is not enough. I will say that. And what I'm looking for, I'm not looking for that. And I don't think anybody else is necessarily. Well, some people might be looking for this the way Falcons fans operate. That's another story for another day. But I'm not looking for Desmond Ritter to be Patrick Mahomes. One, he's obviously not Patrick Mahomes. Two, he doesn't have the roster, even if he was Patrick Mahomes, to perform like him. Right. You know, the, the the offensive line hasn't been great at pass protecting, even though they were pretty good. I will give them their credit where credit is due. They were pretty solid on Saturday, only gave up two sacks, so not terrible. And, again, what I'm looking for most in Desmond Ritter is growth. How does he improve from week to week? And if you look at the numbers, what you guys say on Dukes and Bell a lot, look at the numbers. numbers. He improved He improved a, a good bit from week one to week two. I mean, I believe he went 13 to 26 in week one, under 100 yards. This week, 22 of 33, 218 yards. You know, he didn't have a touchdown in there, but seems like he was stay, uh, staying put in the pocket longer. He had better poise. Um, he already pretty much had the, the line of scrimmage figured out, everything pre-snap as far as that goes. So I think there was good improvement there. You know, I think there was drastic improvement. So even though, yes, it didn't look go good as a whole yesterday, I personally don't think Desmond Ritter is the sole reason you lost the game yesterday. Obviously, you had the Drake London fumble you know, there there was um, some terrible calls. I think that intentional grounding call was bogus. The holding call that took away the touchdown, bogus. Yeah. So, you know, and you don't want to ever blame things on the ref. And I'm not trying to make excuses. The performance wasn't, you know, otherworldly by Desmond Ritter. But I don't think he's the reason you lost the game. And I think there's there was improvement. And that's the main thing I'm looking for. Improvement from week to week from Desmond Ritter. I think we got that. And, you know, if the season ended today, we do have two more games, which is good. But the season ended today you you got to stick with Desmond, you know, moving into next season as far as I'm concerned right now. Now, the question becomes, do you think that – because that was a very measured and reasonable take, but is that what's going to happen on our radio station this week? And that's what I'm no. worried about. No. I don't I don't think so either. It's just it – becomes... <laughs> It's already not happening. <laughs> it's already not happening. <laughs> yeah, and we're only it's, – it's only Tuesday, which is really Monday for most of us who got the Christmas holiday off on – on yep. Monday. So what so what do we do now? We're gonna have so the radio station is gonna have the last couple games of the season, yep. and then all the way up until the draft in April to oh, analyze man. and scrutinize and bludgeon every snap that this kid takes to death by you know going back and looking at the film and looking at the tape and seeing he did this good here, he did that good there. But are you feeling a sense of urgency complacency failure or what is the vibe around the falcon fan base right now as we head into the new year with a couple games left we know no playoffs but what what can we expect to hear from callers and hosts on this radio station in your opinion about where we are right now as the franchise 
the vibe I expect to get is bold. I think we're going to get a lot of bold takes. There are going to be people that say we need to draft a quarterback. You know, we, we, we need to go ahead and make Desmond Ritter the backup next season. We need to try and go get Lamar Jackson. We're going to hear all of that. But what we need to be, you know, I understand being antsy and all that stuff. I understand it, but we need to be reasonable. We need to we need to use our heads, Chris, not our hearts. We need to use our heads. Yeah. And, and Falcons fans don't do that a lot. Now, you know, I understand. I, I'm a Falcons fan myself. And, you know, I'm I, I understand. You you wanna you wanna see Desmond Ritter, you know, show up right away and, and ball out right away, especially in this microwave society that we live in today. We want everything instantly. We want it right now, Chris. Like JG Wentworth commercials. You know, we want our money now. We want our quarterback now. But it's just not this is not gonna happen. And it's not what it is. And for me. I think the vibe should be what can we put around Desmond Ritter? We always talk about, you know, how the formula is having a quarter a good quarterback on a rookie contract and you put guys or you put guys around him, you put weapons around him, like what Jalen Hurts um and the Eagles are doing right now. What mm-hmm. um what 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 the Seahawks did when they got Russell Wilson, what the Chiefs did under Patrick Mahomes, winning that Super Bowl and getting to the promised land while your quarterback is under a rookie contract because you build and put everything around him. Um but what the vibe is going to be to answer the question. It's going to be bold. There's going to be hot takes after hot take after hot take, um, you know, and, and there's going to be talk about, you know, possibly getting a new quarterback, you know, or do you trade for a quarterback? Do you try and go sign Lamar Jackson and, you know, all those good things. Do you try and move up in the draft? There's going to be a lot of talks about moving up in the draft to get maybe Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, maybe even Will Levis, um, depending on, you know, where people think he might fall in the draft. So, the, the vibe is going to be bold, Chris. It's going to be very, very bold. And with that, we transition <laughs> into our second topic of the day, which is after that serious discussion about where we go as a radio station, balancing work and life during the holidays. This week is a fun week because yes. a lot of people have off. A lot of people are doing something different. For me, I'm working today, and then I'm off the rest of the week. Well, look at so, you. Yeah, a little, little mini vacay coming up. So, okay. yeah, Bo Morgan had off last week. So, you know, guys your are. Turn now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, if he had it his way, maybe a different story. But that's 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 for the off-air, off-air podcast. Right. Um, right. <laughs> so, we have the opportunity to not take our eye off of sports completely because even if I didn't work in sports media, I would still be watching sports that cause I'm a sports fan. I know you are too, but sure. we get to do a little something different. Maybe there's a movie or a TV series. We never got around to watching video game. You got for the holidays that you're excited to crack open and play. So what is your plan, Dylan? What are you doing with a little extra downtime this week? Man, um, so I can already tell you last night uh, with with a girlfriend and her family, we watched Glass Onion, that new Knives Out movie. So the sequel to the first Knives Out. Chris, 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 when I tell you that movie was spectacular, five star, two thumbs up. Shoot, I give it 10 thumbs up if I had 10 thumbs. I'll give it 10 toes up since I got 10 toes. But it, it was amazing. It was everything you wanted in a movie like that and more just a a beautifully done 
mystery movie. You had, you know, it had all the nice uh, celebrity cameos and, you know, kind of celebrity Easter egg bunny, uh, Easter egg references. Um, it, It was just a perfectly done movie. I mean, it was it was an outstanding movie. So we watched that last night. I've been Tom. I've you know, I don't have time to like, well, I don't have the money, first and foremost, (laughs) and I don't have the time (laughs) to, you know, have like a video game console or play video games like on a console base. So I don't have a PS5. I don't have Xbox. Um, The the console that I have uh, is actually at my mother's house and it is a first generation Wii. That is how far behind I am, Chris, when it comes to video games. However, when I do have the extra time, as I will have this week, I do play games on my phone. And one game I play on my phone because I'm a, I'm a basketball lover. Basketball is my first love when it comes to sports. I do play 2K Mobile, NBA 2K Mobile on my phone a lot. So I've been I've been going pretty hard on that this week, building my team up, Chris. I got a now, new team. Now, take me through this because I'm not a – I do have a – I have a Nintendo Switch. I'm a Nintendo oh, junkie I? for yeah. life. You know, Mario Kart, you know, Mario yeah. Party, Super Smash Brothers, even some Pokemon here and there, bro. Okay. I'll get I'll get I'll get into it. But I don't play games on my phone at all. I don't nope. have any games on my phone. Wow. Never, so you, never No never Angry Birds, no nothing? nothing. No simple I, run. Nothing. Never wow. never got into any big mobile game. I, I don't know why. I've just it's Nintendo or Bust for me. I know they have some Nintendo games, but it's just I don't know why. I've just never been a big phone game guy. So wow. how do you, how do they make it so that on that little screen you're able to feel like you're playing what is a big boy video game that most people are playing on a fifty or sixty inch flat screen? How does how does it work? Well, it, it's very watered down. That that's what it is. So you know you you I, on the specific game I play you you don't have like a my player that you would on like a regular 2K game because you just you, honestly you wouldn't want to play my player just cuz it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be good um but you, you know you you still have you kind of have like still a, a joystick that is on the screen and then you you use your thumb to like use the joystick so it's like a joystick that's on the screen and you move it around with your thumb obviously um there's like a button that you Hold press and hold down to shoot. Uh, talking about the 2K game specifically, um, there's other little buttons on there that you press, like pass, and you know, if you want to steal the ball and stuff like that. Um, and they have like little side games, like we have. They have like tournaments you can play to um, to do. You play head to head against like other people online. So that's they have like an online feature as well. Um, so so yeah, it's just like a, a watered down version of any game. And that's kind of for like any mobile game, like you know, they have like PUBG or like Call of Duty if you're into those type of games. It's just gonna be a watered down version of the full game. That's that's all really. That see, that's amazing to me that I find like they have it to the point now where you can actually enjoy it off of your phone. Yeah. It just to me it always seemed like I was I was playing some like eight bit type, you know, retro <laughs> retro Tecmo Bowl stuff that all the, you know, the hosts that are a generation older than yeah. us talk about playing when they when they first got their Ataris or their right, right. Sega Genesis or you know Super Nintendos back in the day. All and right, the graphics are pretty good too. Just just throw it out there. Graphics are pretty good when when you talk about you know like a game on your phone like a like a two K or a, or a Call of Duty when the graphics are you know kind of important to people. The graphics are are not bad. Well, when you go and search like. NBA 2K meme and it shows like the the artist rendering from like NBA 2K 2003 like you see LeBron and it just kind of looks like a brown 
mush with a headband <laughs> and then you see the one from today right. and it has like the hair patches and the sweat right. dripping down his chin and exactly. it's all you can see his muscle definition and it's all chiseled it is right. amazing where we've come mm-hmm. all right so is there is even if it's not this week because i'm interested in this too because i have one do you have a tv series right now that everybody's watching but you have yet to jump on because you either haven't had the time or you've been backed up or something like that. So everybody right now is talking about Wednesday on Netflix with, with Jen Ortega, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, it's a, like an Adams family spinoff type show. Everybody's been talking about that. It's all over TikTok. Um, I have not had a chance to watch it, but I am really intrigued and I really want to watch it. So I might, I might try to catch up on that. Um, so that would be my, my number one right now is, is Wednesday because I've heard good things about it. I've seen little bits and pieces here and there. It seems pretty good. It seems pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, if I had to go with any series, I would go with Wednesday. For me, it's White Lotus. Everyone's oh. on that White Lotus bandwagon. I watched the first episode of the first season. Uh-huh. Um, it was interesting. I liked it. I'm not opposed to going back to it, but it wasn't like, oh my God, like I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to just, I got to stay up an extra hour right. so I could get this next episode in. I went right to sleep and didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. But I've heard from a bunch of people that the first, first of all, the second season is 10 times better than the first season. Okay. That's and good. the first season definitely starts off a little slow. Okay. Now, with everything going on, I feel like if you're gonna binge a TV show, you got you gotta grab me right away. Yeah, got you got to be able to sink your teeth in. And right, the the past few shows that I've really gotten into, like The Bear and The Patient on Hulu, those are both mm. amazing series with Steve Carell, um, who takes a serious role and is amazing in it. Yeah. Um, there the first episodes are like damn i gotta right. i gotta watch the next one <laughs> same thing with other series like mayor of east town on hbo max okay. that show that show is incredible uh won all sorts of awards so I, i'm gonna get through white lotus because i like the type of show that it is mm-hmm. so i'm gonna give it a chance and i'll probably use some of my vacation time this week before my dad gets down here later in the week to to get on that train and uh it's unfortunate to say, Dylan, I feel like this past year I've been so busy at 92.9 The Game, I've missed out on so many good series. Yeah, Game, Game of Thrones, I haven't seen an episode of it. Uh, I haven't seen the last season of Better Call Saul yet. I've just been so behind on so much of my TV game, yeah. and that's why I wanted to spend a few minutes here with you going over this because this this may be the biggest week of the year for binging and getting caught up because right now it's too damn cold to do anything outside. That's most, right. Most people have off uh, sports this week. Uh, you have some NBA, NBA, but things don't really get cooked until the weekend with the college football and then the NFL. So you kind of have some time here to figure out your situation. So exactly broke it, it down to a fine powder. And now we will transition to our final topic of the day and i purposefully picked an nba topic because i knew you were coming on the show this week i appreciate Um, and you can help you can help educate me on this one what the hell dylan is going on with these james harden rumors my guy let's take a listen to this soundbite he was asked about 
a potential return to Houston in the offseason after a Woj bomb dropped that that might be on the table. I'm here. We're, we're playing very, very well. And yeah, I don't know where that report came from, but um, I'm excited to be here and we're, we're playing well and we're continuing to get better. Okay. All right. We're playing well. We're continuing to get better. He said all the cliches and all the things, but Dylan, what the hell is going on, man? Ooh, I don't know. This is surprising. This is surprising because, you know, from the start, even when James Harden went to Brooklyn, you know, I, I don't I truly believe him when he say when he said when he finally got to Philly, um, that Philly was always a place because the key component was Daryl Morey. He loves Daryl Morey and Daryl Morey loves him because, you know, Daryl Morey will build a team around James Harden and let James Harden do what whatever he wants, basically. Um, so I was surprised to hear this because you got your guy, Daryl Morey, up top taking care of you in Philly. Why would you want to go back to Houston? This and 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 I know Houston has good pieces now. You know Jalen Green. Um, uh, I think Jalen, not not Jalen says, but Jalen Green. And they got Jabari Parker, Tari Eason. You know they have good pieces, and and they're you know I guess on the and they have nowhere to go but up. I mean this is kind of a obviously rebuilding year for them and the, a developmental year. But you know I guess they have some pieces uh, in the wings. So I guess maybe since they're on the come up, that it's a little attractive to him. But that team is not going to be built around him. He, he's he's not going to be the guy there. I mean, he he may be the guy for a season or so. But once once Jalen Green, Jabari Parker, Tari Eason, once once that once that big three and Kevin Porter Jr. didn't even mention him. Once that core is ready to you know you know ready to really spread their wings and fly, I mean they're going to boot you up out of there. They're not going to rebuild that whole franchise and you know take away part of their core for you. I mean they've rebuilt for a reason. They moved on to you and rebuilt for a reason. So this is just this is I don't know. This is mind boggling to me. And you're ready to win now in Philly with Embiid and you know you got you got solid guys there. Maxi, even though he's injured, you know he he'll be back and. You know, they'll be primed to at least contend in the East. I don't know if they're uh, NBA championship or I don't even know if they'll make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but they have a chance to do all of that, especially if they get healthy and get right at the right time. So this is just weird to me. I don't know why he would want to go to Houston. Oh, you know what, Chris? I figured it out. I figured it out. You want to know why he wants to go back to Houston? The shake joints. The shake joints. He's he's missing it, Chris. He's missing it. Yeah, he's. They don't he's, have him in Philly, though. I mean, they got. I mean, have I him guess not good enough. When Man. I mean, when you start at Houston, Chris. When you start at Houston, you know, I guess you 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 never find anything that's equal to that. So now, before we continue to break this down further, did you also happen to see what he was wearing during this press conference? Oh, um, did I? It's hard to miss. <laughs> he what he walked he walked through that that clothing is like if you walked through an acid trip what your clothes would look like on the other side of it. He had on a pink ski mask that was up over his head, Kanye style. Yeah. And then like a 1970s, like feathered jacket that was pink and green and yellow. Orange. I think it's some in there. And it was five sizes too big. So it, so it fit him like one of those quarterback, jackets that they wear on the sideline right when it's, when it's cold out i mean <laughs> this guy is on this guy is on another planet right now he's making kyrie irving look sane 
Right. What does he do? I mean, I know guys like him and Russell Westbrook try to be like fashion moguls on top of great NBA players, but you can't look me in the face and tell me he just doesn't look like a character from Sesame Street, man. Yeah, I mean, he's giving real colorful Big Bird vibes right now. I mean, I, I don't know what he was doing. And like you said, I mean, that's just him trying to be a, a fashion mogul, fashionista, you know, but he's trying he's trying to win the best dressed NBA award, even though it's not really an award. That's that's what he's going for. So I, I don't know what's more mind boggling, what he has on or the fact that he's considering a return to Houston. I'm not, I'm not sure which one is more. I crazy. mean, you'd figure he wants the, like the guys like him and Chris Paul that don't have one yet. Yeah, they're like, they're chasing. They, they got to get one like to right. cement. Like you have this great career, and you just don't get any. I mean, you don't want to be Barkley. You want to be Shaq at the end right. of the day. And to go back to Houston, I mean, like you said, Houston might be a contender in a couple of years, but right, they're they're not they're not going to be a top seven seed with you. I mean, I don't. No. I don't think so, at least. I mean, no. especially because of the way his game is deteriorating over the past couple of years, too. Exactly. And he has this gigantic salary, which is going to prevent them from adding more pieces around him. It just it doesn't make sense in any way, shape or form. Unless Dylan, you know what? Maybe he just doesn't care. There are some guys who just don't care. No. I mean, the whatever the opposite of the Mamba mentality is, that's James Harden. Because <laughs> he goes... One one year he comes into camp and he's real thin because he went on some yoga sojourn. The next camp he comes in, he's 35 pounds overweight and he spends half a season working himself back in shape. This guy's been all over the place. His stop in Brooklyn where that'll go down as one of the biggest disasters in NBA history. Yep. And uh, th- this guy is mer- mercurial to say the least and a nutcase to say the, to say the worst. So... <laughs> I don't know. What do you think Harden's legacy will be by the time this all shakes out? I don't know if he's if his play was good enough for long enough to be remembered as one of the greats and not if he'll be remembered for more of the off the court stuff and the shenanigans when we're looking back a decade, 15 years from now. Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on how he finishes out. If he if he wins a title, then I think, you know, that obviously helps him a lot. But if he doesn't end up getting a title, he's just another guy that was a really good scorer. And he wasn't even like, you know, people talk about his defense as a liability, you know, he, so he's not really a great defender. So no. he, he would really just go down as one of the, one of the best and maybe one of the most creative scorers in the, in the game and the way he shaped it. And, you know, the, the NBA had to change the rules because, you know, of him and, you know, you can maybe throw Trey young in there as well because the, you know, his, I, I will give him a credit for this. His basketball IQ on how to draw fouls. I mean, at his peak, he was going to the free throw line like almost 20 times, you know, in a game. So, you know, you have to give credit to his basketball IQ and, you know, his smarts to be able to draw a foul and the things he did to be able to draw a foul. So, you know, I give him there. And then obviously his ability to shoot and when he was a little bit younger, get to the rim and finish. Um, So he'll, he'll go down as one of the greatest scores and maybe one of the most creative scores of all time. But if he doesn't get a championship, I mean, that's it. And, and again, you know, when when you think about him, you'll think about what I just said as far as, you know, his on the court stuff. But right there with it is going to be the off the court stuff, too. You know, the him always hanging out with a little baby, you know, and, and coming in thick and coming in real thin and coming back thick. Like 
all that's going to be right up there with it as well. So it's going to just be like he was good when he was committed, but when he wasn't committed, he wasn't real good. And then depending on how he ages, is he is going to age like fine wine? Is he going to age like milk? Right now it's giving more. He's aging like milk right now, and he's getting a little chunky again. So we'll see. But I, right now, as far as his legacy goes, if he doesn't want a title, it ain't going to be very good, Chris. It's funny. The uh... – of the th- of the three, Durant, Westbrook, and Harden, how their careers have taken yeah. such bizarre twists and turns. Right. And for only for what you thought could have been the potential when he was in Houston cooking in Harden yes. and Westbrook was cooking in OKC and Durant was cooking in Golden State. For Durant to be the only one to have any chips between them, and yep. it doesn't look like either one of them. Westbrook or Harden is going to get one anytime soon, especially Westbrook. Yeah, that is now a disaster. Trapped in the hole that is the Los Angeles Lakers right now. Yeah, uh, it's just funny the, the the way that that saga shook out. Um, not funny the way that this episode shook out. A big thanks to my compadre here, Dylan Matthews, for filling in for Bo or for Bo. I'm saying, see, see, you know what? That's what happens when you work with somebody every single day, right? Dylan, and you do shows with them twice a week and on the weekends, they get, they get filled in. You're filling in actually for Mike Conti, the head honcho of 92, nine, the game, but follow Dylan at underscore Dylan Matthews. I am Chris Thomas. This has been the latest episode of the off air podcast.